Honestly though, CJ's a real one. Oh no, I'm finna, finna lie to that I'm finna uh, take it back out. I need it myself. You think I'm gonna miss the opportunity to get a little tape up in my back? LeBron ain't the only person to get a haircut when he do a show. Can't do that everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Get a suit and get a haircut. And shoot a show. We the only people that do that, man. Dang. Pivot and Soto never. Back to everything always works out. Hey, that's what he said. Hey, he was like, I don't want to be on this. You got to understand. I tried to explain to him all the people. What about what? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, we got two running back grace in here now. Young boys. Florida, you know, Florida and Texas, though. That's two totally different things, man. He brought his thighs out for us today. Oh, you know the young boys, get, <laughs> hey, you know the young boys keep their thighs out, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, the yeah. young boys keep their thighs, thighs out. Thighs out, thighs out. Hey. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Welcome to the pivot. If, if I'm not mistaken, this is two first college athletes we've had, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor. I'm RC. Again, man, uh, subscribe, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, especially because I mean we're a TV show. We're we're not a podcast. Um, but this is an opportunity for us. Like we're old dudes. You know what I mean? Like our time is way past. Freddie's more than Channing's and, and mine. Uh, it was Fred, who was it? Who was the linebackers when Fred was playing? Fred played, yeah. he played against Dick Butkus, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Montana. <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> no, nah. Eric Dickinson, Eric, him and Eric were going for the same little title. Yeah, but nah, we, we messed with him, man, because he the OG. Uh, but B. John Robinson, C.J. Stroud, uh, two of the top players at your position. If I'm doing my real job, the two top players, uh, B. John, that running back from Texas, C.J. from Ohio State, at quarterback. And, man, y'all are a part now of an entirely different world than we were. You know what I'm saying? Like Oodles and Noodles, uh, Ramen Packs, uh, Tuna Fish, you I know, had, all the ways. I, I had to find a girlfriend to cook for me. I had to get a rich girl on, the, on campus to cook for me because we ain't had no money like that. Now, so first off, look at her. Imagine what she had to look like if she also had money if she talked to him, though. I had the bad ones, the baddest of the baddest. Because uh, games, what, red, you light-skinned, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bijan, he just bought them teeth. So I just, so I just went, hey, hey. 20 racks. And he got the teeth racks. through an NIL package. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm But Bijan, man, we'll, we'll start with you, man, because uh, both of you guys go to historically great, great colleges. The, the, the pressures of being the superstar you were in college. I read something about you a while back that first carry of, I think, your junior, senior year, you got six yards and the people cheered because you were averaging like 25 a carry and to get you to six yards on the first carry was a win. Yeah. So you're getting recruited, man. What was that scene like for you when I was hearing, oh, this is the next Reggie Bush and all those different things? Yeah, I mean, you know, the hype w was, you know, really, really big in high school. Um, I try to, you know, stay focused on, you know, what I had to do because, you know, when you're, when you're a senior in high school, you, you really don't want to think about school anymore, especially like, 
when you're getting out there on the field for your last year and you want to impress everybody. Um, but for me, I just made sure I honed in on on my priorities and and you know God, you know family, school, because you know the recruiting the recruiting process when I was in high school was it got it got pretty stressful. Um, you know, you had all these coaches coming at you and wanting to take your time away from everything pretty much. Uh, but I just learned to to just make sure I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And then even when I'm on the field, you know, like you said, that that, that first game, you know, got six carries. Um, I probably finished with like 300 yards, something like that. I, no, I'm kidding. But, uh, it, it was, it was just... 299, actually. I read it. <laughs> I read it. It was 299. Six carries? It was 299 all-purpose yards. Like six tubs, like for real. Yeah, but... <laughs> you know, you know, high, high school, it was fun. Um, I'm glad I got to experience it because, you know, not all of us are blessed to have an experience like that. Uh, but I just knew that, you know, whenever I when I committed to Texas, everything started to you know dial back a little bit. Um, and, you know, it was just a really easy process for me going into that last year. So but I, other than that, it was a blessing all, all around, you know, being a part of that. For Channing, who didn't research it, he had 126 carries, two 2,235 yards as a senior, 38 touchdowns, 18 yards a carry. Who were you guys playing? <laughs> <laughs> Babies, middle school players. You had 26 yards a carry. Uh, no, <laughs> Who were you playing? You know, aside from that, don't answer that. Uh, I mean, and then you decide to go to Texas. Yep. Rich history in, in running backs. You know, every time you're walking through those halls, you know, you got Ricky Williams, Earl Campbell, yeah. uh, Jamal Charles, Cedric, Cedric Benson. Benson. Yeah. Yeah. Throw yourself in there. What was that mindset yeah. in, in making that decision? Yeah, I just knew that, well, first, you know, I had Coach Drayton, uh, Stan Drayton as the running back coach. And, you know, he coached Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Brian Westbrook. I mean, he coached so many guys um, that, I, that I look at and that I looked up to. So just having him, you know, coaching there and I think, I mean, for his title, Title being, you know, one of the best running back coaches in the country, it was an easy decision for me. Um, and then, like you just said, like all those, you know, rich history of running backs before me, and me looking up to them and talking to them and understanding, you know, what they what they had to go through, you know, when they when they came here, um, you know, I wanted to be a part of that. And I know Texas was kind of in a little little slump when I got here, so you know, I wanted to, to be a guy to to help the change, you know, going there and. No, I could have went to other places and had a great time there, but I wanted to be a contributor here mm -hmm. and see where it could take me. Bijan's career uh, went a certain way. We talked about what high school was for him, CJ, but for you, it was a little different. You know, uh, you speak glowingly about your mother and what she was to you and your siblings throughout your lives. You did a ton of it without having, you know, your father there, but it wasn't superstar right out of the gate. It wasn't high school team winning all the times, listening to dreams and nightmares before games. But when people look at you now, it feels like, oh, he's supposed to be here, right? This guy is supposed to be projected number one overall pick. He's supposed to be a Heisman finalist. Maybe take some of our viewers through what it took to get you to this point, though. Right, yeah, it definitely wasn't overnight. Uh, something that I've been grinding for since I was a child. And I mean, a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, not knowing what I'm gonna do, not knowing if I'm gonna get recruited. And I, I come from a place where quarterbacks are, are key. Like, we, we, we breed a lot of quarterbacks out of Southern California. So I'm growing up with Bryce and DJ. They get offers in the eighth grade and stuff. But I always kind of keep this model to me. My father actually told me was comparison is a thief of joy. So if I can compare, if I compare myself to them, then I'm, I'm not going to be happy. So I kind of like, I, I use that as, as fuel to the fire. And I just 
stayed on, on point, just trying to do everything I had to do. So when that time was ready, my opportunity came, I can go out there and I can execute and, and get everything I wanted in my life. So um, that's something I definitely did. I mean, my freshman and sophomore year didn't play. But at the time, God was trying to teach me just to sit down. He's trying to teach me perseverance. He's trying to teach me just wait. Because, I mean, I don't know what I would have did if everything was just given to me. So I should take it as a blessing more than a curse. And um, going into my junior season, didn't have one offer. Kind of had a great year. I mean, um, uh, played pretty good and played against some of the top schools in California. And I, some people were watching, some people weren't, weren't at the time. And then uh, after that, I get a couple offers. Uh, I remember getting my first offer from Colorado. Um, actually playing against the coaching at Michigan State this year, which was kind of a crazy game for me. He was the first coach to actually offer me. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of amazing for it to come 360. But I remember Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker. Yeah. And on Christmas Eve, he called me, uh, said they had an offer me from University of Colorado. And I, me and my mother sat there and cried. It was like, dang, it's starting to turn around. So a lot of hard work started to pay off. And uh, I didn't have a lot of big offers until my senior season. Uh, I went to the Elite 11 camp, and I kind of had a good camp there. Uh, won the MVP against dudes that were high, way more higher ranked than me. I was two-star, three-star. I don't know. I really didn't care. I just wanted to go play and compete. So that's kind of like my thing. I love competing. I went to the camp, had a good camp, uh, realized, like, man, I can do this. Like, I, at first, I didn't have a lot of confidence going in. Like, man, these dudes probably can sling it. And I'm going out there, man, like, they can't really hold me a little bit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I just felt like, okay, God, like, he, this is what he called me to do. So I just kept going, kept going kept building, kept persevering through my issues at home and whatnot. And my mom has always been there. My brothers have been there, my sister. And they always had my back throughout, with football or without. So um, then I get to my senior season, because they actually text me at the Elite 11 camp. I got on my knees and started praying. I started crying, like, dang, my life is like really changing in the last four days. And so my uh, senior season come, he offered me uh, in the midseason. And the rest is history, I commit and then uh, go up there and start to work. You mentioned those three names, uh, DJ, I've tried to pronounce it on TV. I'm not going to try to pronounce it now. Starts at quarterback uh, at Clemson. Right. Uh, obviously, Bryce wins the Heisman at Alabama. And you said all three of y'all were in California. And that's Clemson, Alabama, and Ohio State. And Jaden Daniels at uh, LSU And, and Jaden, and he went to Arizona State. Yes, and so you got all those players in California that play quarterback. Nobody goes to USC. Nobody goes to UCLA. He mentioned coming from Arizona to go to Texas. Why was there such a defection of great quarterbacks from that state to other schools? Um, for me, I mean, they didn't start recruiting me until two weeks before signing day. They were on Bryce and DJ so heavy. And, I mean, the type of person I am, I, I'm not third to nobody. You know what I mean? I, I, I think God blessed me with uh, just as much talent, even more. You know what I mean? So I'm going to hold myself. And I feel like I put in the work, so I'm going to hold myself to a certain standard. And I'm not saying they don't hold that standard, but I wanted something better for myself. I mean. I remember in October after my birthday, uh, flying straight from, I played against Chino Hills, a school Lonzo Ball went to. Uh, I didn't take my ankle tape off. I literally flew a red eye from, from uh, LAX all the way to Columbus. I had a layover in Chicago. Um, I flew standby too, I couldn't afford no flight. So it's kind of a crazy story. <laughs> I, I get off the plane, uh, Coach Dennis, who's my quarterback's coach now at, at O State, uh, he greets me off the plane. He like, uh, he like, hey, do you need some? Like, yeah, can I get some scissors? He's like, yeah, I got you. So I get off the plane, I, I get upstairs, I uh, go up to the hotel, and I literally, I'm cutting scissors. He's looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> and like, now I look at him like, yeah, I kind of maybe been a little crazy just to get on the plane with ankle tape, but I was, I mean, I was focused on like getting to where I wanted to go, man. I was tired of my, my situation at home. I just wanted to do better for not only myself and my family, and then put God's glory into that as well. So um, I'll go to the game, and they play Michigan State at night. 
remember meeting Justin for the first time. Like, I looked up to Justin a lot. Justin Fields? Justin Fields. Okay. I looked at him so much. Like, I just wanted to be around him, like, pick his brain. And I did that that night. And he was like, bro, come take this over. And I remember just watching the, the scenery. It's not like USC and UCLA at their games. Like, there's barely anybody there, you feel me? So uh, I get today, I get to the Ohio State game. These fans are crazy. Like, they going, they going nuts. It's, a blackout, they wearing black uniforms, they look swaggy, you feel me? I feel like I can fit right in. Coach Day, he talking good to me. Um, Coach Dennis, at the time it's Coach Yershitz at Penn State now, and they loving me, you know what I'm saying? They already had a quarterback committed, but like I said, I like to compete, so I ain't really worried about it. And um, so like, that was kind of the way I kind of got to Ohio State. And I feel like, I mean, all that kind of happened for a reason, you know what I'm saying? So I really, like always, like I said before, comparison is a thief of joy. So. I never wanted to compare myself to Bryce or DJ. I showed them love. I mean, they always had my back through everything I had went through, and uh, I feel like their path is their path, and my path is mine. Yeah, and Texas. Why Texas? Man, I mean, I, I kind of had a crazy story, you know, recruiting. Um, so I was like sold on Ohio State. Uh, Committed you know. to us, man. <laughs> oh, y'all would have played together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, so a week, a week before I could, a week and a half before I committed, uh, I called the Ohio State coaches and I was like, man, I, I'm committed here. Uh, I'm going to shut down the recruiting, all that stuff. And it was Coach Alfred, Tony Alfred. He, he's the running back coach there now. And, you know, he he, he recruited me really, really hard, uh, sort of so say. I mean, he kind of, Took out all the running backs, and he was like, "Man, you're 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 my guy." Um, so I, I committed there, and I had all I had CJ, I had Jackson, I had late, I had so many dudes. Like, it, it just looked great, and I was like, "Man, like, yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be dope," you know, playing with all of them. And then like the week kind of started going by, and and I just had an ill feeling about it. Um, and then I just started praying a lot, like, God help me, like, please, like, clear this decision up for me, because uh, it just didn't feel feel all the way right. Um, Cause I knew that Texas was the place for me the whole time. Um, but I just had a lot of like, a lot of people in my ear saying Ohio State's it. And I, I bled into it and I was like, yeah, Ohio State's the place, you know, the place for me. But during that week just started praying, you know, asking my mom, you know, just, you know, just pray with me, just help me, you know, make a clear decision for me. Cause you know, it was, it was hard during that week because in the in the middle of the week, I, I knew I had to call the coach back and be like, man, I I, <laughs> I can't come here. So that was probably that was the hardest that was the hardest call. Growing up conversation. Yeah, growing up conversation. That was the first growing up conversation I ever had. You know, with with somebody, you know, depending on me to do something, and that I just said to them, and then now telling them that I'm not doing it no more, and just calling him and being like, man, um, you know, I, I just can't come. I, 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 I'm sorry uh, that I told you I'm coming here, but I can't come here. Um, I knew Texas was, I know Texas is the place I need to go to. And man, that, boy, that, that call was hard. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, that call, that call right there was, was difficult. And then even telling the, co the Texas coaches that I'm not coming there and then to tell them that I'm coming there, you know, it was just, it was just a, weird, a weird period, a weird week for me. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I learned a lot during that week, and then I called the Texas coaches and told them, you know, I'm coming here. 
um, you know, I knew this was the place. <laughs> like, like I'm a liar, pretty much. You know? <laughs> right. Like, last week I didn't know it was last the place. Week I, yeah, last this week, week I knew, I knew it, was it was the place. place. That's grown, but that's grown man. That's grown man. Yeah, shit. I mean, that's what you got to do. You, yeah. You're making the decision that you feel that's best for you that you got to live with. So that was uh, your introduction to adulthood. Really, just making the decision that you have to live with. Yeah. You know, over the next three to four years as you journey through college. But how do you guys keep things in perspective? Being first generation. NIL, how do you stay humble? I mean, cause y'all getting a gang of money, a lot of offers thrown in your face. Like, we have no clue what that feels like. We know what it felt like to get recruited, but to have the NIL opportunities, I mean, how does that feel? How do you maintain your, how do you stay grounded? When we, when we started, you know, there, there was a lot of companies that, that started to come at us really fast. And, you know, we had Brian Bernie, um, the marketing guy on Athletes First and, you know, he's the best at his job. So he, he got a lot of deals for us, you know, really early. But for us, we didn't know we didn't know what that meant. Um, we just knew that, you know, we want to make money now. And but we didn't know how how it was going to happen. We didn't know who, who we were going to who we were going to go to. So when it all started, um, you know, from my experience, I just kind of just talked to them and, and they kind of taught me through through who, who to go to and, you know, how to do things, because you know, for, for me and for me and CJ, you know, we had these people coming at us and we were like, oh, shoot, like, yeah, we want to take take every, take everything. Right. But yeah. but they, they taught us like, you know, you know, you got to take the deal was best that, that what fits best for you and, and how you can, you know, make that your your brand and how you, whatever fits best for your brand. So as, as the season started going on, you know, we started to, you know, really calculate what we were, what we were getting in and trying to get you know, what was best for us, you know, throughout the process, but he can even explain. Nah, yeah, I think you hit that on the point, Bijan, for sure. Like, uh, early on, it was kind of confusing for me, uh, just like, kind of like just navigating how many people were coming at me, you know what I mean? And just the, the route we were trying to take as a team and then trying to not be selfish and then do my thing and try to make enough money to provide for my family, you know what I mean? So, honestly, it's been a blessing. Like, I can do nothing but just thank God, man. Like. This changed my life 100%. I just could imagine what it could have did with y'all. Like, I always think about, like, the people who played Ohio State, like Justin, Braxton Miller, uh, Cardell Jones, yeah. Chase, uh, Jeff Okuda, like, all these great names that come out of the state, like how much money they would have made, you know what I mean? So I just feel like it's my due diligence to not just do it for me, but do it for my team as well. So I try to do deals with my team and uh, try to include my linemen, try to include my That's running dope. backs, my uh, receivers. Dope. and. Just because it's not like it's never been just about me, you know what I mean. So I never try to be selfish in anything that I do, and I just feel like I mean that's what God called me to do. Uh, it's just to help His people, you know what I mean. So uh, that's definitely something that I try to take with it, and then like just staying focused with it, man. Like that's definitely tough. Uh, you got to keep the main thing the main thing. Right. And a lot of people really like they think they know what that mean, but until you do it, you really don't. You feel me? So uh, you got to just like stay grounded and have a good foundation and understand. Yeah. Like my mama, she don't press me. Like kids is getting pressed by their parents for money. Like my mama's never done that for me. Like she just want me to like she just want me to be great in whatever I do. Just sons go out there and have fun. I'm, I'm, I got you, uh, good, bad, ugly, sad, and that's what it was this whole season. And uh, and with Brian and David, like they help out. They help us out as men more than just this uh, this marketing and stuff like that. Cause all that stuff is cool. But like if you talk to them, they know like me. I'm a I'm a man of God first and foremost. And if I don't trust you like uh, without money, I'm not gonna trust you with it. Right. So they they. Open me with welcome arms, uh, and then they smart like that's something like they teaching us financial literacy. 
they they're not just giving us these deals. They're giving us deals with equity and and not just uh, showing us the money, but just like showing us how we get into it and and how to pay our bills and things like that. You know what I mean? So it's definitely like kudos to them. And um, like I said, man, I think the the main thing for me is just like focusing on ball though. Like if it ain't about ball, like I really can care less. And I had to slow it down. I asked uh, Brian Bernie, our marketing guy. He uh, during the season, I just felt like it was getting a little too hectic. So I was like, hey, can we please slow it down? You know what I'm saying? I just got to focus on ball. Because I know if you play good, you're going to get some money. You know what I mean? Right. So, But if you don't, you focus on other things. You're going to get distracted. You're going to be thinking about too much. And I just feel like that wasn't my case. And by the glory of God, they were supportive of that. And then we got it rolling right when the season was done. So uh, I'm super blessed for the NIL. The NIL, I was going to ask him, oh. bro. The NIL for y'all. Because like you said, bro, we don't. I, this is crazy to me. Because I knew I had got some goddamn money in Florida. How is the money distributed? Like, when y'all sign these deals, they they sign y'all a check for 100 racks, 200 racks, 800 racks. I looked at the numbers now. I don't want to put y'all money out there. But, like, how 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 do y'all get the money? Is it given to you directly? You have a check. Yeah, as, man, a, as I, a college kid, uh, and you can go distribute. <laughs> you can go put six figures in an account. Yeah, I mean, it's just like NFL endorsement deals. Um, but what we do is, I think, um, Bijan, I don't know if you do this too, but I can probably guess that you do. But it's all set up by monthly. You know what I'm saying? I, what am I do with 600000 right there? You feel me? So yeah. that's just like, that's not being smart. Wait, wait. Yeah. what is he going to do with 600000 right there? I, got hey, I know you got it. <laughs> but like, yeah, we still like, when I first started getting someone, I was 19. I'm 20 now. And like, I just feel I have a, life, a lot of life to learn and still go through. So like, I asked them, like, just like, can you set something up with me to where like, I can have some money on the side and some money to spend, be comfortable, uh, help my mom out, help my sister, help my brothers. You feel me? So I just feel like that was like the reason like why I wasn't getting all the money right up front. But like, I'm still getting my checks, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I'm, I'm not missing nothing, but I'm still blessed. <laughs> we, had your, we had your man G5 on here. Right. And uh, you probably saw that clip that was going around about the rookie dinner. Mm -hmm. You was talking about you want to take care of your guys and this and that. You ready? You go first or top five or whatever, they're going to press you. Both of them. Rookie yeah, both of you guys. You ready for that? Yeah, I'm ready. I mean, <laughs> I know you want to establish, like, that respect factor. I mean, right. I know you guys all probably did something when you guys were rookies, but, you know, you want to establish, like, you know, I'm, I'm here for y'all. Uh, just like, I mean, you're learning that right now in college, you know, trying to do as much as you can for your teammates. Uh, so when we get to that point, you know, you want to – you know, let them know that, you know, I, I'm here to, to, you know, be a team guy, you know, first and, you know, whatever I got, whatever we got to do to, to get y'all respect, you know, you know, that's just what we got to do. I wanted to ask y'all, when y'all go out with your homeboys, y'all both talk about your homeboys, your teammates and this and that. Yep. Like, y'all go eat and they know y'all got half a meal. <laughs> like, it's on the internet, fellas. Like, we, we know how much money y'all have. Do, do, does, does anybody pull their coat out? Oh, it's just, you know, CJ, y'all got it, bro. Like, it, 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 this your dinner, because you got money and we ain't got no money. All right, yeah. I mean, like, my homies, like, especially at home, like, they look at me like I'm the same, you feel me? Like, and that's why I love them so much. And, like, they don't, like, expect me to do nothing crazy. They don't expect me to pay for everything. And well, usually everybody just pick up their own tab, so that's why I respect my homies. They don't ever ask me for too much. But, like, they need it. They know I... I, I I'm gonna have to think about it, but like, like more times than not, I got you. So um, definitely, I don't surround myself around no gold digging type of people. Or at yeah. least I try not to. I try to see through that. 
And honestly, I try to help people around me though. You know what I mean? Not just with money, but like trying to put people on. So like, I don't, I don't just try to, you know what I'm saying? Just uh, here, bro, here's $500 or whatever the case. I just feel like when you do that, you just open the people into your pockets. You know what I'm saying? And not giving them a, a real chance at life. You know what I'm saying? I think it's all about setting other people up. So I definitely don't think that I would like go to dinner and my homies, this, right. we run the tab up. You know what I mean? I just throw my card on it. Now, if that's the case may be, that's the case may be. But like, I think what you said about G5, like G5, um, the way it caught him off guard was kind of funny, but like, nah, that's real though. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, some people like really be running up on the rookies, man. Like, <laughs> like I don't know if I could do all that, but I'm a, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's all about respect, like he said, but at the same time, like, I gotta respect me too, you feel me? So, well, the, the thing we didn't say, most of the time it's just your position. Okay. Yeah. Fortunately for you, it's gonna be three of y'all in the right, room, right. and you're probably gonna be the guy too, right? So, like, the, your, your backup is gonna be like, uh, it's gonna be uh, Chase Daniel. So you're going to be good, you know what I mean? I think the, I know a, a big question, like I want to ask is, uh, I drove a, a truck in college they called the Pink Panther. So my parents had a Raspberry S10, then they bought a Malibu because we was moving up. And so they gave me the, the Pink Panther. Malibu's an upgrade? Yeah, it was an upgrade for me. My parents worked hard. Anyway, shut up. Anyway, so they give me the truck, but it was one, it was like the community truck. My homeboys needed to run an hour to the house. They didn't have no car. Yeah, you take it. So when I got it, it was an automatic. By the time I left college, it was a stick ship, right? <laughs> for real, real talk. I was on practice squad for half of my, the back half of my rookie year. So I didn't have a car my entire rookie year. You know what I'm saying? I rode with my homeboy, who was also an undrafted free agent, and he had like a Corolla. Um, but it's very well documented. Did you switch to Bentley for a G-Wagon? Or do you still have the Bentley and the G-Wagon? No, sir, yeah, I, uh, I got the G-Wagon. Okay. Um, and you got the Lamborghini. <laughs> yes, sir. Right, so here's my question. Now, here's this, this thing, and, and I'm gonna start with you, CJ. I know where you gonna go with it, but when, how do you keep the hunger? Like for me, I was like, I gotta get more. I gotta keep fighting. I gotta, I gotta take care of myself first. And then if I could take care of myself, I could take care of other people. I could put other people on. For you, you're getting those things right now, right? Like those things and those stories we hear after people get drafted, I could buy moms a house or I can have a car, do all those things that you finally get to do because you get your name called. Y'all are getting that before that opportunity. How do you keep that in perspective to continue to be hungry to want to achieve more? Right, uh, for me, man, I just, I know it probably sound cliche, but I love this game. Like, I can take the money away right now. Like, this game saved my life, so, mm. like, Without this guy, I don't know where I would be, honestly. Like, I'm looking on your eyes, I don't know where I would be. So, I'm blessed to have this, like, money and stuff, but, like, it don't make me. I'm saying, like, growing up, I didn't, uh, my, my pops, when he was around, like, we had money when he was around and stuff happened and we lost everything. So, like, I know the feeling of having a lot and getting it taken away, just like that. So, just like with this money now, you can get taken away now. So, I just try to be a man of God before anything. I think that's where my foundation starts. Like, what would God want me to, what would Jesus Christ want me to do? And like with this money, I just feel like God blessed me with me because I'm not selfish with it. I'm not, uh, I'm not bitter. I'm not trying to like get over on nobody. And I think like the, the fact like that I'm trying to get to is I love this game. Like I don't know where I would be. And I get up with the same type of mindset every day. Like somebody trying to take my job, somebody trying to do this to my family, somebody trying to, you know what I'm saying? I just wake up, I kind of create a vision in my head like somebody after me, man. And that's the truth. You know what I'm saying it's a, it's a kid, I don't know where. Trying to, he wants to be at Ohio State right now, and he wants to play quarterback there. But that's not my, that's not, that ain't finna happen, you feel me? So it's a doggy dog world, you know what I mean? So I think that's kind of what motivates me, just loving the game. Like I literally, I sit there and watch film for hours and hours and hours on stuff I probably shouldn't be watching. Like, 
I literally, I'll go back and watch some of y'all tape, you know what I'm saying? Just to like see what the game was like back in the day. Like, not saying I'm too old. I get it. But nah, we old. <laughs> just to try to see, like, <laughs> just low, to try to see like what it was like. Low so. definition. <laughs> <laughs> no HD back when we played. Yeah. yeah. But it's on Exos, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got the clicker in the room and I'll just be in there, just, you know what I'm saying, just breaking stuff down, just trying to see y'all Burrow plays, how Mahomes plays, and uh, Deshaun, and all these great quarterbacks I look up to, Tom Brady and stuff like that. So. Um, I think definitely like that's the reason why I love this game. I mean, that's the reason why I like don't mind the money, and I right. think that I'm okay with like taking some stuff. You know what I'm saying, or not taking it, but earning it. And I, uh, I feel like everything was not given; it was earned. So I mean, like, why not? Say, so is it the yeah. same for you? Or? Yeah, I mean, even with me, like, like what he said, you know, you know, God, God blesses with this opportunity, and He can take it away like that. So for me, you know, me growing up, being in the church, and you know, understanding that money's not. You know, money can be a, a God that, that you don't want. And, you know, you, you got to understand that, you know, God is the focus and you got you can't let money, you know, or any anything that you get, you know, overtake that. So, you know, for, for me, you know, just having that opportunity, um, you know, and, and, and like you said, again, you know, you know, football is the, the focus. Like, you know, you can take the money away and my love for the game will never change. You know, my love for people will never change because, you know, when you, when you start getting money, you can start, you know, drifting off in a different different direction that, that you shouldn't be going in. So I just know that, you know, you know, having it is great. Um, you know, helping people, helping people is great as well, meaning, meaning in like charities and, and homeless shelters and doing all types of stuff with, you know, with it that you haven't, you know, been able to do before. You know, I, I don't put that as a focus. I just look at it as an opportunity that, that comes with the game um, when you start you know, playing well, uh, you know, more and more opportunity come for you. But, you know, like, like I'm saying, you know, I, I grew up, you know, knowing that, you know, God has blessed you with this. And if you use it the wrong way or if you put that as a focus, you know, he'll take it away. So I, 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 I'm I, just blessed to have the opportunity. Um, I know all the guys that are getting, you know, more and more opportunities are, are blessed as well. So, you know, I, I look at it as a, as a really cool opportunity and just keep working on the field to, to seek out, you know, more. More of what I'm trying to get. What about the jealousy, man? Like, to be honest, bro, you drive a Lamborghini around campus. <laughs> no, he, he drive his, I think he drive his truck, and then you pull a, he pull a Lamborghini out when he really wants to stunt. when he yeah. want to show out. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm your teammate. You driving the truck, and then you pull the Lambo out on the weekend. Yeah. Your ass riding around in a G-Wagon. Yeah. There's a second-string guard that has a Toyota Paseo like I had. <laughs> like... Real talk, like the jealousy. Now, one thing when NIL came out, I'm like, there's gonna be the the guys and y'all motherfuckers up here, and there's gonna be some guys down here. Do y'all feel that? Do y'all see that? Like the jealousy got to be there. I don't want to paseo when you got a fucking Lamborghini, bro. I mean, for me, I don't, I don't really talk about it um, around the locker room. I, I don't mention anything. Uh, I know they see it on social media and everything, but you know, I, I, I'm not changing uh, or. or trying to boast about, you know, what, what we got. Cause I know, you know, we're, we're blessed to have what we have, but you know, I, I'm, I'm the same guy in the locker room. I, I don't, I don't like to talk about it. Cause you know, I don't want to divide anybody or I don't want, you know, some of the teammates to feel like, oh, you know, you know, he's, he got it, but he wants to act all. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not trying to do all that. You know, I'm, I'm going to be the same dude, same me, uh, you know, same goofball in the locker room, you know, talk about stuff with, with all the teammates, but you know, I, I feel that NIL can divide a locker room and it can, you know, put dudes in places where, 
you know, they think that they should be deserving of things, but they look at me and then they're like, well, he has it, but why don't I? So I don't, I don't ever want to bring that in there. Uh, I, I kind of want to keep it out and, and, you know, keep that locker room tight uh, and, you know, let the, you know, the outside factors, you know, be, be, be in that own category. And then, you know, when we're, when we're in the locker room, just, you know, be, be teammates, be guys. But I think that that's, that's really important to, to really keep, you know, the, the main stuff in the locker room and, and all the NIL, you know, they, they can see it on social media, but don't bring it around, you know, for yourself. Oh yeah, Bijan, I think, yeah, bro, you hit it on the point, like just being a thorough person, being real. Um, I definitely think jealousy is real. Um, I've never felt it in my locker room personally. Uh, I think the reason because of that is you put your homies on, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sliding this G-Wagon, hey, bro, you want to get picked up, bro? Come on, let's go out to eat, you feel me? Like, yeah. I do this on the regular, so, I mean, um, I'm not saying, like, that I'm cool or nothing, but I just, like, if y'all think y'all want to, if y'all want to get in the G-Wagon, come on, bro, like, I'm not tripping off that. Like, at the end of the day, it's a car, and they get into it, I mean, we getting tired of it, it's a regular car, you know what I'm saying? Now, don't get me wrong, it's really nice, but, <laughs> like, you know what I'm right. saying? But, like, at the end of the day, like, you, go, you can get this just like me. So I like to, especially the young guys, I love motivating the young guys. So I remember, like, the older dudes on my team, my freshman year, uh, they end up going to the league, like Justin and Sean Wade, and people who are, like, balls on the team used to take me, like, Chris. Chris used to always take me on his wing, Garrett as well. Like, and just like, hey, bro, come on, let's go, let's go do this, let's go do that. And I was meeting people, and I just think, like, that's what it takes for not to get jealousy off the team. Right. It's like putting your homies on. Letting them know, like, bro, I care about you too. Like, I'm not just in it for the money. I'm not just in it for the fame. I'm in it because I love this team. And I genuinely feel like at Ohio State, we have a brotherhood. Like, it's the best I've felt, like, at Ohio State since I've been there. Like, just I like the camaraderie. Like, we all love each other. Like, we real life, like, our brothers on the team. And I really appreciate that because I'm 3,000 miles away from home. You know what I'm saying? I don't got moms right there. And I'm going over to their house. You know what I'm saying? I just think over time you build these relationships. So when the money do come, they're like, ah, oh, bro, you, and you, if you stay the same, they're not gonna be jealous. They're gonna show love, you know what I'm saying? So all my homies on the team, I showed a lot of love. Right. The game, the game has changed so much, man. And I love sitting here uh, listening to you. All of us play with people from all around the country. You're super California, like you are really California. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and so, and I, but I think it's dope, like just listening to you. Bro, that's Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. Like I think it's, I think it's dope listening to you, but also seeing a young man that. Well, you look more like Channing, but that looks like me, that is, be, is being true to himself, but also understands and is a thorough human, right? And I, and I think we need to see more of that, listen to more of that, get an opportunity to put more of that on display. We mentioned G5 in his interview uh, a couple of times. That's obviously Gary Wilson, 10th overall draft pick to the New York Jets. I mean, he's played with Justin Fields. We were kind of off camera and, you know, I don't want him to get mad at me, but, you know, he said, whether it's Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, that you could be just as good as those guys. I mean, if not better, uh, you know, and we talked earlier about, you know, not being all American and those different type of things. When you think about losing to, to Michigan, not winning, uh, you know, the Big Ten, not getting an opportunity to be all American, to be the Heisman, what are you most looking forward to showing people this season, because like you said, like I said, you got you got some of the accolades, right? You're getting some of the the opportunities to be projected to be certain things. But you've mentioned keeping the main thing. The main thing, if you don't ball, it doesn't happen. Right. So, what's your vision for you in Ohio State this year? Right. Yeah. No, I definitely. Uh, I appreciate Gary for saying that, man. I, it's been a lot of long hours and working with my dog, man. Like he's definitely took me under his wing, and even when things weren't going great for us, like. He loved me, bro. Like, never showed me no disrespect. Never was like, bro, throw me the ball. 
And coming into it, I never thought bro was like unselfish. I thought like he was a man, you know what I'm saying? He from Texas, like them boys can play, you know what I'm saying? I'm right. thinking bro, like he, he not gonna be disrespectful, but he just gonna be like on his thing with like, bro, give me the ball. Right. Or like, we gonna fight or something, you know what I'm saying? Which I don't got a problem with, but like he was never on that. So I respect right. that from him. Chris was on the same thing. So I really appreciate Garrett saying that. And I really don't, I feel like I don't have to prove much. Like, and I'm not saying like, you know, I don't go out there, go out there and not ball. I just, I try to prove myself right. I don't want to prove nobody wrong. Like you can have whatever, like I side that you, well, you can look at me whatever you want. Like the perspective, I want to set that perspective cool. Like, I'm just gonna live my life. Cause I think that I, I say this to my homies a lot. Like you can be doing good, you can be bad, you can be ugly, you can be cute. People gonna talk about you regardless. Mm. It really don't matter. So you might as well just do you, be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Trust what God planned for your life. That's what I'm trying to do. Like, I, like if that means winning the highest, then that means winning the national championship. Then I'm rocking with it. But if God says otherwise, then it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta eat that. Mm. And I mean, everything has a has a uh, lesson in it, man. So just losing to the team up north last year, um, losing to Oregon early, like. I feel like failures without learning from it is an L. Mm -hmm. But if you learn from it, it's a W. Mm -hmm. So like I'ma just use that as fuel to the fire, man. I hear all the talk, I hear all the chat, all the all the shit talk and all that, but like to me, like, that's where I come from, you know what I mean? Like, we get on the field and you go to the rival school across, I played against I played against a Justin Flo at Oregon now against Upland, like the new dudes, they they talking it. I played on the Snoop Snoop Dogg team with them. And like they talking across the sounds, and oh, we gonna break CJ Ankle. Like, I'm used to this type of stuff, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like it is at a as a higher level. Like these dudes, they like these fans are like really fanatics. Like they, if you miss one pass, like bro, it's like you killed somebody. You feel <laughs> me? So, like for me, like, but at the end of the day, like I just stay so grounded on my foundation of God. Like when, whatever He wants in my life, I'm rocking with it. You know what I mean? But I don't ever try to prove nobody wrong. Cause at the end of the day, somebody always got something to say. If I'm trying to prove you wrong, I'm trying to prove you wrong, I'm trying to prove you wrong, I'm trying to prove Bijan wrong. I'm never gonna be happy myself. Cause it's always somebody always gonna have something to say. You feel me? So I definitely just try to prove myself right and just understand what I want to do in my life and what God wants me to do. I just try to execute that. Bijan, what are your greatest attributes as a player? What's gonna make you the first back off the board? I think, uh, you know, I feel I'm a, I can do it all on the field. Um, you know, Coach Sark used me in a way, you know, he puts me at receiver, puts me at slot. Um, and I mean, obviously in the running back position. And I think that I just create mismatches for everybody on the defense. So I think that, you know, when you when you got a game plan, you can't just game plan against me being in the backfield. You know, you got a game plan against me being out here, you know, a receiver at slot. And I think that, you know, for the NFL, I, I feel that they're going more towards backs that can catch the ball at the backfield, yeah. that they can line them up anywhere on the field and rely on them to do their job just as well as they are at running back, you know, if they're at receiver at slot. So I think that that's what makes me, you know, a little different. Um, I know there's a lot of running backs that can do that, and that you know that's what, that's what they want nowadays. And but I think that when you when you start getting a guy that that you have to do more than just game plan for him being in the backfield, um, I think that that's what can set you apart. That's what can set me apart from from the rest uh, of the guys. But you know that that that's why I enjoy Coach Sark so much because you know he he's. He wants to put you in the best position possible, right. and he wants you to to succeed in all areas of, of your game, not just put you on one dimensional, you know, be be, be a one dimensional guy. So, I think that just being able to do all those things and, and show show the skills that that I have, you know, you know, God God willing, you know, for the next level. So, um, you know, I that that's why I feel. Speaking of the next level, who are some of the guys that you like to that that excite you yeah. when you turn on the tape? 
Yeah, so I watch, you know, a lot of Alvin Kamara. You know, I think that our games are a little similar because we do a lot of things. You know, we, we catch the ball, run the ball, um, have that contact balance, you know, is able to break tackles, you know, create space, you know, when we run the football. Um, and then, you know, I like a lot of Saquon, you know, I know he, he's been hurt, but just how he runs the game or how he runs the ball uh, and, and his vision in, in between tackles and how he can set up, create his own hole, uh, even when the holes are, you know, he doesn't have the greatest O-line, but mm -hmm. he knows how to create his own holes when, when it gets clogged up. And I think that me and him are similar in that in that area. But I like those two. I like Ezekiel Elliott, just how he how he runs the ball and just having Zeke up the street, you know, mm -hmm. in Dallas, you know, it's good to have him uh, be a huge mentor for me and and no, telling me, you know, after games, how to do this better, how to, you know, create for yourself a little bit better on this play or on that play. You know, it, it was just good. To, it's just good to have him here. Um, but those three guys are, are guys that, you know, I look at a lot, watch a lot of their tape. Uh, from week to week and just to see how they improve and to see how I can improve my game as well. Zeke didn't make my top five, yeah. but those other guys are in there. Alvin Kamara, uh, Christian McCaffrey, yep. um, Saquon Barkley, Derek uh, Henry? Jonathan Derek, Taylor, Derek. and Derrick oh, yeah, Henry. Yeah, Jonathan those, Taylor. those are my five. Yeah, yeah, I started watching Jonathan Taylor a lot too. Uh, you know, I, I think that, in my opinion, he should have been the MVP of the league. We all think that, for sure. You know, I know he's a running back. Uh, but he just does so many things right. You know, he pass protects, mm -hmm. you know, very well. You know, he knows how to, you know, create for himself. You know, he knows how to, you know, break tackles off defenders, spin off defenders. You know, I love to spin off defenders. Um, and he just, I just love the way how he runs the ball too. You know, he's actually one of the guys too. But, you know, I, I think that those guys just got, they just know what, what they're supposed to do in this game. And they don't think. They don't think. They you don't, don't, you just go. You know, react, God, just God go. gave them the ability to do it and they use it well. Um, they use it fully, so the, those, those are some of the guys who I, who I look at a lot. I want to talk a little bit about this season, NFL, some different things, but for you, what do you feel when you hear five and seven? Yeah. Right? You go, to, you go to Texas. Yeah. You know, um, Dave's one of my closest friends. Like, y'all like, haven't been the team that they were when, when he was at school, where you had the Earl Thomases and different mm -hmm. guys. Uh, you're not going to be here much longer, you know? Yes. This was probably one year. If, if God says the same, how do you leave your imprint and make that stamp on this team this year to say that B. John Robinson was the catalyst to the change of getting Texas back to what they were? Yeah, I mean, hearing, hearing the five and seven, man, I, I mean, you, I hear it all the time. You know, I hear it all the time. I gotta, I know, I know that, that's, what, that's what we produced last year uh, as a team. And, you know, now with this offseason, what we've been able to do uh, and trying to get guys, transfers, you know, trying to get the best recruiting class, trying to get just a whole change, a whole change, new coaching staff, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at trying to, you know, build something for this season and then for the future. And, you know, it, it's good to see that for me, you know, I'm trying to change this team, you know, through faith, you know, uh, like every day after practice, we're, we all get in the huddle and we pray, uh, pray about, you know, things off the field, Pray about things on the field because you can only you can only control what you can control, mm -hmm. you know, in, in the locker room. And you know, the guys are really, I, I'm I'm so blessed that we experienced going five and seven last year because, you know, the games we did lose, it, it was like man, like we, you know, we had it, but you know, it just slipped in the last minutes of the game. And then, but just experience that that hurt and you know what we had to go through. I think that was 
what the team needed because now it's a whole change and now dudes know what we're supposed to do and dudes have a different mindset and, and what we're trying to approach for this season. So it does hurt, but I think that, you know, God does everything for a reason. And I know that this reason is, you know, to just better this team in, in ways that we, we haven't seen before. So, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just thankful for the opportunity that, that we did go five and seven. I know that that sounds weird, but you know, it, it's, it's true because now, now our whole mindset and, and wanting to win and, and be be the Texas team that you know that everybody knows and, and loves you know wants to wants to be back too. So it's different. You know, he was he was supposed to go first round. He said Mel Kiper lied to him. He was out. Lied. Out, he was out fishing and, and went yep. third round. And I spent and I spent a million dollars thinking I was gonna get seven million dollars. <laughs> then I didn't get a million dollars. <laughs> and so Freddie T goes ninth. Uh, CJ, my, my last one for you is being the no, because quarterbacks have a different opportunity. This year, a quarterback wasn't picked first, right? We had uh, linemen go first, DNs go first. Uh, next year, people are projecting it's going to be CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Many people saying you, more size, more length, those different things. How important is that to you, or is it even important to you at all to be the first overall pick? For me, it I mean, I would be lying if I said, like, it wasn't a goal of mine. Uh, I remember my pops, when he was around, like, every, I swear on everything. I probably have pictures, and I swear, first round, first draft pick on a shirt. But at the time, it was for basketball. I was a basketball kid growing up for the most part. Um, I just remember having that, that vision. And, like, now that's kind of, like, coming to, like, fruition, it's amazing, you know what I mean? But to me, it's not really a focus of mine at all. I'm so, like, I'm so caught in this team right now. Like I said earlier, like, I love my teammates to death. Like, I, like they realize, like, just our last year, like B. Sean said, like, 11 and 2, that's not good enough at Ohio State. That's not good. That's not my standard. You feel me? So, um, just trying to, like, like I said, not prove us wrong, but, like, just prove ourselves right again. Go out there and just try to execute and try to, like, just win games. Like you said, like, it'd be the one minute where you just lose that game. You don't realize that until, like, the, until you watch film. But uh, for me, like, that NFL stuff, that'll come when it comes. Uh, I definitely think, like, um, God definitely is doing something great in my life for this season. I just feel real special about it, but I'm gonna keep that in for myself. Um, but definitely, like, just keeping the main thing the main thing. When when it's time to work, it's time to work. And I think the, the reason why we, I think the reason why I might be the number one pick, whatever the case may be, won't be because of my play. It won't be because of that. If you go in my locker room, you gonna ask my guys like, what type of leader is CJ? What type of guy is CJ? What does he do? Like, how is he with y'all? I think that's bigger than that's way bigger than football. Cause like if I can get their trust and their respect off the field in that locker room or, or at at the bar when somebody tripping, I'm trying to help. You know what I'm saying? I don't partake in none of that. But like, if I can do that then and we get on that field, like they gonna ride for me until the wheels fall off. You know what I mean? So uh, I definitely think that that's bigger than just the number one pick. It's just playing ball and like just getting that respect and just being a leader. Uh, Mickey Marotti, our strength coach, like. I hated dude when I first came in. Like I didn't understand what he was trying to get done in my life. I didn't like to lift. I didn't like doing none of that. Like I came in 190. I'm 220 now. About a glory guy. Like I didn't get hurt last season. I'm 215, but I think that was a good size for me. But Coach Mick, it's like he instilled hard work. Like I've always been a hard worker, but he instilled that in me even more. Like CJ, you gonna work, man. Like you're not ducking. You're doing everything the linebackers do. And like when they see the linebackers see that, they respect me because of that. You know what I mean? So. Uh, and then on top of that, it's just being a leader with him. I don't, I can't have a bad day. Like Coach Day says that to me all the time. And I realized, like at first, I was like, man, what is he talking about, man? Like, what you mean I can't have a bad day? I'm a human, like everybody else. 
But like after like really like thinking about it and like and putting my feelings aside and just going straight to business, like going on the business side, like that makes a lot of sense. As a quarterback, you can't have a bad day. You can't be in the in the in the facility tired, came in the facility yawning, uh, going through the motions. You gotta be on it because the energy you set is with the team. Like honestly, like when we're losing games and we're in the huddle and we were down or whatever the case may be, everybody went like this. Straight to me, just like looked at me. And like if I didn't have if I had a bad aura or or, or like a, a frown on my face or I was pissed, like we would have lost even more games, you feel me? So I think that's something that Coach Mick and Coach Day is definitely helping with is being a leader. I look at Burrow, like like Joe Burrow, that's one of the main quarterbacks I kinda like model my game after. Um, just like how his his grind and like his because I talk to the dudes up in the Cincinnati Bengals, a lot of them play for Ohio State, and they just tell me how much of a dude he was. Uh, I seen Coach O at the Super Bowl. Me and Coach O sat there probably the whole game and chopped it up just on like, because I'm like, Coach, I want to win the Natty. What do I got to do, Coach? Coach O, what do I got to do? You know, his crazy voice, like, he like, I couldn't understand a lot of what he was saying, but I couldn't understand, I couldn't understand like most of it. And the main thing he was speaking to me was leadership. He was like, Joe was a leader. Like, Joe, who wouldn't ask nobody to do something and not go do it. And so I think that's being a leader, is like not, not just leading by example, being vocal, calling dudes out, holding dudes accountable. And I just think if I can do those things and, and, lead, and lead other leaders to do the same, then, I mean, we can, we can do everything we want to do. And then on top of that, like, this is the main thing I push to my team. Like, if we win, bro, and we do everything we need to do, everybody going to get to where they want to go. Everybody eats. You know what I mean? So just throw all that stuff away. Like, and honestly, and David, like, that's why I appreciate David. He don't ever push me, like, AC, you, you put it on the number one, on the number one on the mock. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it really don't matter. Like, because if I don't do nothing this year, then all that stuff is gone. So like, I just, I, I just really try to focus on football and just being a leader. We talk about uh, big, biggest pivots a lot on this show. And we've spoken about your dad and you know, we definitely wanted to be delicate uh, with what happened with your family. You know, I'd listen to you talk about leadership and you're a 20 year old young man, but you're an adult and you've behaved like an adult this entire show. Uh, when your father, got locked up and you do get opportunities to talk to him now and, and share things things with him. What are those conversations like? We got an opportunity to see Mark Ingram win the Heisman and he kind of went through the same thing. Uh, that had to be a huge pivot for a young man. Right. What are those conversations like now and what can you do to continue to honor him and make him proud? Right, I mean, it's definitely been tough. I'll be lying if I say it wasn't, man. Like. My pops, that was my best friend, you feel me? And for him to just be snatched like that, like, um, it was tough, man. Like, my mama, she tried her best, like, to make sure we were straight, but at times it wasn't like that. Like, a lot of times I was on my own, and she'll tell you that, and, like, that's no knock to her, but, like, it was just tough, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a lot that went to it. I can get into that another day, but um, when I talk to him now, like, I, I don't hold no ill will. Like, I tell him, I love you, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, like, you made your mistakes, and I make mine. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, it, it's not about the bad. People like, and especially as a black culture, like just being a black man in this world, we're held, we're held for the bad stuff that we do, like not the blessings and the, what we did. My dad changed his life. My dad went to prison before he had us, before he had myself, before he met my mom, six years. Changed his life for 25 years. 25 years, I was a pastor. I grew up in the churches like Bijan. I was, I was a pastor's son. Uh, my mom was first lady of church. I probably didn't have a Christmas or Thanksgiving where I wasn't giving. I wasn't going to the community trying to help. You know what I'm saying? So like, I just look at the things my dad did that was positive. And I was like, well, I wasn't like that though. Like, I hated my pops, to keep it real. Like, I was like, man, how could you just leave me like that? You feel me? Like, but like, as I, I become an adult, like you said, like I'm realizing the, uh, 
the stress it is on black men to like uphold the household. A lot of people don't care about us. Like even some people in your household don't care. Like you have a job to do in that household. And I feel like now that I'm a, I'm a I know I'm 20 years old, I'm still young, but I feel like that's my responsibility now in my household. And it's a lot of stress. I would be lying if it wasn't. But like if I didn't have the uh, God in my life, I don't know where I would be. Like that's when it comes down and boils down to it, it's all about Jesus Christ, man. Like. Uh, and I, it took me a while to get back on that path. Like I went, when my pops left, I, I didn't want nothing to do with God. I was bitter, I, was, I didn't want to know anything, I didn't want to go to church, none of that. And I have a teammate, his name's Cameron Babb. And I love you, Cam, like, bro, you saved my life. And um, Cam took me to church. Cam took me to church, uh, my, probably like my second weekend, and I broke down on my knees and started crying. I just realized like, man, like, I missed this, man. Like just the conviction that you had when you step into that holy place. And uh, I just realized after that, I called my pops. And honestly, I can do a better job even now talking to him. But like, he in jail. He, he read everything. So he asked me like the questions everybody, ask, everybody else who don't know asked. So I don't want to talk about it all the time, but I, I probably could be better at that. Um, but when I talk to him, it's nothing but love. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's not about money. It's not about uh, fame. It's not about football with him. He just loved me as a son. I, I mean, I got his, I got his first, I'm, I'm the fourth in my family. I'm damn near his junior, you know what I'm saying? So like, uh, it's no ill will to my pops. I love him to death. I know he'll probably watch this. I love you, dad. Like, but I love my mama too. Like, without her, I would not be here for a fact. She taught me so much. Like, no one cares for real. No one cared about us. Like, even though we helped them people for 25 plus years, my pops put people in homes, uh, helped people out in the community, went to back to his hood and helped. At the end of the day, like, no one came back to help us. But God wouldn't be my heart if I didn't forgive for that. I'm not bitter because, you know what I mean? You got to forgive because as a Christian, what I'm, who am I if I don't forgive? God, that, that's God, probably top five rule. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm not going to go too much longer, but uh, I definitely just appreciate my pops for the foundation he set. And even though it got tough, like we lost all the money. We should, I lived in weird places. My mama did her best to, to um, keep everything up structure and like make sure that I was straight for football, even though sometimes didn't have cleats, didn't have contacts, couldn't play, but I had so many men in my life, men of God that helped me. Uh, I want to talk about some of them, honestly, like R. Hall, uh, Tony Wilson, my high school coach. Um, there's a lot more, but like, and Coach Fly, Snoop, and Coach Snoop. Um, coach Fly, who is, is a rapper, uh, his name is Superfly, who raps with Dog Pound, with Snoop. And I remember in the seventh grade, in sixth grade, um, I was going through a lot at home, and I got a call. My dad had just got out, and he was like, hey, we going to the Snoop Dogg practice. I was like, man, cool. He dropped me off, go to Snoop practice, and I see this bald head dude. Coach Fly, I love you, but I got to get on you. Bald head dude, short, you know what I'm saying? Don't look like he know nothing about football. And he was like, hey, see, you're going to be a first-rounder, bro. Like, you're going to be a first-rounder. You're you going to be great, bro. Whatever you do, you're going to be great, little bro. So, like, um, that was a father figure for me. And then when, I, when Snoop came around, he wasn't around us too much, but like the scene, like how it's supposed to be done on that type of level, that saved my life. I was like, man, like I don't gotta go to the block. I don't gotta be hanging around with the wrong dudes. Like I can really take this football stuff serious. So that's what I did. And like by the glory of God, he let me get away from certain situations and certain people, like where I'm from and whatnot. But I would be lying if I'm saying like that I just grew up the worst way. A lot of people had it worse. And I'm blessed and just be where I'm at. And I think that's my job and that's my goal and that's my, uh, my reason why. And that's what God called me to do is inspires people. So that's kind of like what my thing is. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. My last one is this. You go to UT, no first rounders. Yeah. University of Texas. You know what I mean? David couldn't even get no players from there because he ain't getting none of them thing going in the first round anyway. Yeah. So 
Are you going to change that? You know, of course, I want to be the first round pick. Um, you know, it, there was no running backs to go even first round uh, in the last draft. So, you know, I think that, you know, I, I, I do want to have a chain. I want to start the chain to, you know, change that. It, it can't start with me. You know, it, it has to be a team effort. When we win games and everybody, you know, gets what they want. I think that, you know, there, there wasn't any draft picks this year. And, you know, I know that Texas is like the, the, the back front sometimes, you know, in people's minds. But, you know, for me, I, I do want to, you know, become that guy to, to, to set a standard at Texas that, you know, we, we have first round talent uh, all over the field. Uh, and I know that, you know, people look at this a little different and be like, no, no y'all don't. But, you know, I, I want to change that. And, you know, I, wanna, I want the guys to see that, you know, you got to be a, you know, you got to be a good person, mm. you know, first and foremost, you know, you can't go in here you know, with the mindset of, oh, just because I, I go to Texas, you know, people will look at me like, no, that's not the case. Like, you, you got to prove yourself. You got to work hard. You got to be a team guy. You got to be a, a good man off the field. Um, you know, if, if you have a faith, you know, you, you got to understand that God is putting you in this, in this position in the first place. Uh, but, you know, that that's a, that's a goal of mine, you know, be be in the first round, you know, as high as you can go, uh, as high as you as high as your play you know, or, or scouts, you know, look at you is, but right now I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not focused on that right now. Uh, you know, I want to be the best team and I can be, uh, be the best ball player I can be. That's a great goal of mine. And, and I want, you know, to be an example for, for not just my teammates, but for, for everybody that's watching us. So. Hey man, y'all got bread, y'all in college. If I got one trip to go Ohio State to Texas, I want to party. You seen, where should where I Urban, go? you seen where Urban Meyer went? I want. I don't party like Urban. I don't party like Urban. I just want to have me a good time, drink and party a little bit. What, like, if y'all have a good time, man, I could not think about having that much money in college. I would have been arrested more than I was. Because <laughs> they was locking my ass up with no money. Give me six, seven hundred thousand dollars It was the curtains. But. Yeah. Texas, Ohio State, what's the best party school? I'm, I got one weekend, I'm gonna come hang with one of y'all. Oh, man, I'm not a real big party if you keep it real. Huh? I'm the yeah, same way. I'm the same way. I'll be in the house. Y'all got that money, y'all hiding that money? I mean, like, what am I gonna do? Like, go so what waste it? Assuming the camera's out. Listen, man, people, get you a recording. section, get you some bad uh, red ones. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Y'all are different I mean, nowadays. Oh, uh, yeah, we have our fun, you feel yeah. me? But, like, you can't, I mean, you can't trick. I don't trick. Speak for yourself. <laughs> hey, man, we, we appreciate y'all, boys. Um, I couldn't have, honestly, I couldn't have imagined it uh, going better. Uh, both of y'all uh, showing the world different parts about you that I don't think we've ever gotten to see. And that's what this show's about, man. And to get an opportunity to, Project that in a positive way, not only on the field, but off is extremely important, man. So we appreciate y'all. Y'all always got a home here. Uh, you know, next year, just gonna put it out. Next year, you know, when both of y'all gonna be top picked at y'all position, you're more than welcome to come back and do another pivot. Oh, yeah. uh, we really appreciate that. And when you're 21, legal, legally, oh yeah, we'll get y'all boys some happy dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, I'll just have one for the. F up. Yeah, I mean, good. For y'all right now. I've been drinking already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm. Cheers, man. Appreciate y'all yeah, boys, man, yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, I'd have got him. I'd have got him in the whole city. Yeah, no, 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 no,
I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, only vision I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Niggas send me cap in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. Uh, on the mission, get me up.